brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. I just thought I was going to wave a magic wand and turn Lanier County into a powerhouse, and it just doesn't work like that. People want to feed us now, which I know the O-line's excited about that. <laughs> All those guys have done a tremendous job leading this team this year. You can't skip a holiday! Every single Christmas decoration I own is out. No! Christmas music is playing. No! Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us, large device or small. John here, Hannah there, Thank and it is season back. three. I am so happy you're back in studio. Never let me do that again. <laughs> Ever. Wow. Someone, you know. I think we lost she, a lot of listeners says, last week. Commander Sandy, she actually <laughs> wants me here. I know. It's nice to be know, wanted. This, is, this is refreshing. I know. For everybody. She likes me. She really, really likes she me. She really, really likes you. Oh, man. But it is season three. It is the playoffs. It is. it is round one where we've gone from 255 to 128. 128. Yeah. And so it is round two coming up. And we've got some really cool stories this week when it comes to our guests. We'll get to the guests in just a little bit, but before we go forward, we got to go backward and let everybody know what happened here on GPB. Yeah, so here's what's coming up on the show. We're going to recap our Football Friday and Georgia Game of the Week. That was Blessed Trinity North versus Scythe. Preview our second-round playoff game. We're going to break down key matchup with a little bracketology teaser. Sure. And we're going to hear from two head coaches who are making history this season. So you want to stick around for that. We also have a shout-out to Harlem High School. Mm-hmm. They won on Friday night 35 to nothing for the school's first-ever playoff win, John? Yeah, they won a, po- a postseason game okay. in 1981. But this is their first ever state playoff game awesome. win. So, yeah, this, there is some semantics uh, involved. But, yes, Harlem and, uh, head, and uh, the head coach there, Mark Boyder, hometown guy. Cool. And our two coaches today are along those same lines. A first, first one of them is a first time ever. Yeah. So let's take a look back though. BT versus North Forsyth at Raider Valley and coming. The Raiders trailed 14 to 10 at halftime. Got two second half touchdowns for a 24 to 14 lead and held on. North Forsyth won at 24-21, collecting its eighth win of the season, which is the first time they've reached that mark since 2005. Senior quarterback Wes Roberts passed for 197 yards and two TDs, and running back Carson McBrayer had 82 yards rushing. Here is our Cotton Commission player of the game. The Georgia Cotton Commissioner player of the game, Wes Roberts, an incredible showing from this team, the fight, the resiliency. What does it mean to you to win at home? It means so much. You got our student section. They mean so they mean so much to us. Um they are so loud that they help us, they keep us in the game. I mean, we were down 14-10 or whatever. They got the momentum up for us. We had a lot of big plays. It means so much winning at home in front of our home crowd. North Forsyth advances to face top-ranked Hughes and John. This is going to be yes. a tough task. The Panthers are 11-0 for the first time in school history after romping River Ridge 49-6. A lot of alliteration from anxious anchors placed in powerful posts. Hughes. That's all I have to say. Yeah. It's going to be a tall going to be a tall order for them and uh as you, know, you get your brackets out. I'm getting my brackets out right now. That's why I ducked below the table for those who are watching on the, the, the video <laughs> version of this. Air Nolan passed for three TDs. Ja'Kale Middlebrook ran for two. I mean, their team is clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, and, you know, ranked top 25 nationally in, in a bunch of different polls. And I know a lot of folks were looking at 
you know, 6A and you, you're kind of looking down the line, possibly with mm-hmm. uh, the winner of Lee County and Woodward Academy, upper right, as you're filling things out in Penn. And on the right-hand side of their bracket in 6A, you've got Rome and Alpharetta. You've got Marist, Northside, and Warner Robins. So you've got teams with pedigrees on the right-hand side of your brackets as you're filling them out in Penn. In Penn. In 6A. A note from the GHSF Daily, Hughes has outscored its opponents 582 to 102 this season. They've won eight one, of its games by 40 points or more. One of the most ones on None GPB. closer than 26 points. 11 divided, uh, let's see, 102 divided by 11 is not even 10. Oh, boy. So that's 99, oh, 3, no. you know, 9.2, so basically nine and a third points per game. 11, Somebody 11 check games. His math. 11 games, 102 points. So that's your math for when it comes to Hughes defensively, giving up only six to River Ridge. So you gave a quick look at the upper left quadrant, upper right, upper right quadrant of the mm-hmm. bracket. Yeah. What else stands out to you from the 6A bracket? Well, on the left-hand side, you've got Roswell and Alatoona, St. Pius, and Thomas County Central, St. Pius, a tall order, having to go to the Jackets Nest and going up against Justin Rogers. South Paulding, our buddy Sumo. Sumo mm-hmm. Robinson going to Bobby Greenfield in City Park, taking on Gainesville's Red Elephants. Josh Niblett doing a great job there in his first year. North Atlanta, Houston County, a three and a four making their way in. So you had lower seeds winning those games. Jeremy Edwards in Houston County, they've got to go on the road again. And this time they're going up against North Atlanta. So that's another interesting one. A lot of folks were looking at Houston County as a possible sleeper, as an atypical four seed, as mm-hmm. we say. Right now they're living up to that. So on Countdown to Kickoff, mm-hmm. Thursday at noon, yes. GPB Sports Facebook Live, we're going to break all of this down. Check. But for the sake of the podcast and timing, <laughs> <laughs> what is are some of the biggest surprises? And, mm. and what would you say maybe is the toughest bracket? Upper right, Class A Division One, mm-hmm. Dublin, Metter, Elbert County, Prince Avenue Christian. Those are the four upper right. Those mm. are four blue bloods and heavyweights that are going to be going at it in uh, Class A Division One. Probably a surprise if you want one. Mm-hmm. Outside of Houston County is a four. The Bleckley-Brooks game, mm. also in Class A Division yep. One. So Bleckley is a three seed, goes to Quitman, gets the win against Maurice Freeman and Brooks County. So Bleckley continues on. They're going to go to Barnesville to take on Lamar County next week. So a lot of them in the lower classifications, no question. How about that for an answer? You got Clinch and MCA. That's another one that's going to be heavyweights. Uh, I'm trying to see uh, what other lower seeds made their way give, through. Give the listeners what they want, John. Well, well, but the thing is, if I do that, then we kind of go into the time that we were looking for our second <laughs> guest, and so I can't quite do all of that. But uh, you had all, you had all, you had your fair number of three seeds work their way through, and you had a couple of fours, and there was some you know history attached to a couple of those winners as well and it was it was fun to to see the opening round of the playoffs because there's always that it's a new season it's one and done those kinds of things but to see the the threes and fours make their way through and see what the the field of 128 looks like that's the fun part in all of this well let's go ahead and get to our guests okay and who we have on today are two head coaches that played each other early in the season mm-hmm. that's Telfair County and Lanier County let's start with Head coach Kurt Williams of Lanier County Bulldogs. What you said. So, since Hannah has already tossed to that first interview, here's our conversation with Kurt Williams with some history in Lakeland. Some fun stuff we found out. 
Hey, Coach Williams, thank you so much for joining us. You guys made it to the playoffs for the first time since 2005. Before we get into Friday's game, what was this season like for you? How does it feel to be back in the playoffs? Uh, the season was was a bit of what, uh, how the game went Friday night. It was a lot of up and downs, win, uh, win a game, lose a game. And uh, a lot of emotional highs and emotional lows this year lost. We've won a lot of close games, and we've lost a lot of close games. And uh, we was able to finish 5-5 five five and get into the playoffs out of uh, what we call our region of doom, which is just, it, you know, just getting into playoffs is tough. So, um, you know, I was fortunate to go play Miller County. We'd never won a playoff game in school history, um, which our football program is only 25 years old. But at the same time, we was able to get a one-point victory over a, Miller, over a good Miller County football team and get that monkey off our back. What's it been like for you to build this program to where you're coming into a playoff? And, you know, obviously you're in a region with Charlton and Clinch, which, you know, you mentioned region of doom, and that's understandable as to why that would be. But what's it been like for you to build this program now to get into the playoffs and now take this next step? Uh, it's been a, it's been a journey for sure. You know, I think anytime you take, you know, me being the young coach uh, that I was when I took the job, I thought we'd be here year two. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just thought I was going to wave a magic wand and turn Lanier County into a, to a powerhouse and it just doesn't work like that. And, uh, you know, it, I've had coaches that were on staff with me that first year texting me on the way to the game. I know how much this means to you. Because our first year we didn't win a game at the varsity level or the middle school level, and uh, really had to evaluate. You know, do you, are Kurt? Do you still believe in, in what you want your program to be? And and we did. Me and my staff just rolled our sleeves up and went to work, and uh, we're still doing the same stuff we did in year one. You know, it's just just that process of of in developing your kids and developing your feeder program and and uh, just finding ways to win some games. More work to come. So you faced two-seed Miller County. You beat them 14-13. Now you advance to the second round for the first time ever facing Wilcox County. What has the weekend been like (laughs) preparing for this game? What have you seen on film? What are you guys doing? Uh, Well, Wilcox uh, used to be in our region. And me and Coach Stover are really good friends. We talk all the time. Except this uh, week, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we've already spoke a couple times. You know, Rob, Rob's a great a great friend of mine, a great coach. really think a lot about Coach Stove. And um, we work together in the summer. We do OTA 7-on-7. Seven seven. So it, it's, you know, we've seen them a lot. So this is not a not a uh, uncommon opponent. So it's going to be fun Friday night. Um He's got a really good football team. Uh, his son plays quarterback, does a great job. I, I'm not sure if they're the number one scoring offense, but they are one of the top offenses. Uh, it's going to be a tall task for us. For the town of Lakeland and for Lanier County, you, you mentioned what this has been like this year for the staff and the players to get into the playoffs. You know, you mentioned no wins the first season, and it was three, three, and three, and then you go in five and five, and now you've got win number six. What has this run meant to the community this year? To everybody there at the school, everybody there in the county, what has this run meant to everyone outside of the football program? Uh, I think people are just tickled to death. I mean, it was uh, 
it was a great moment Friday night um, after the game. It was a great moment during the season when we clinched the playoff seed um, or a cl- playoff berth. And, uh, you know, it's just like every time we win, it's like, dang, we got us another one. Got us another one, Coach. Like, I just can't believe it. <laughs> and uh, it's just because they've, they've struggled for so long. They're just waiting on the moment, kind of like us as Braves fans and Georgia fans for so long. You know, 2021 was a great year for the state. Uh, for the Braves and the Dogs, but uh, it's kind of been like that this year. Um, you know, I walk into school this morning, and I got teachers like, Coach, congratulations. I'm like, we've been doing this all year. Like, <laughs> It's a big <laughs> but, deal. Uh, thank you. You know, like, yeah, it is a big deal. And, uh, you know, so we're just hoping it drives the support up in town. But the community really supports us already. We have people feeding us almost daily. And, you know, this week it's, it's poured on even more. I think we're going to take a big crowd up to Rochelle. And, uh, you know, they're planning the send-off and all this good stuff. So it's really exciting for our kids. I got coaches that were on staff the last time we made the playoffs. I got coaches on staff that was part of the 0-10 season our first year. So it's just we're really just enjoying the moment. This is your fifth season with Lanier County. What makes this team and these these groups of this group of guys special? Well, I think this group has just learned how to play hard. Um, this group in middle school, our current seniors, was on the middle school team that didn't win a game. Uh, they were eighth grade my first year, um, and we have we got a good young group. We got a lot of freshmen and sophomores playing that uh, were part of that middle school team. They were like sixth graders at that point. Um, so uh, we just got a good nucleus of kids that really believe in each other and play hard and really bought into what we're preaching this year. I like to kind of break the season up into sections, and I refer to it as season one, season two, and season three. Now that you're in season three, Season one, your non-region schedule, you had Bacon County, Telfair, and Matt Burleson's going to be the other guest on the show this week, and he's going to come up after you. And I want to ask about Telfair before you go. Uh, Santa Fe out of Florida, Berrien, who's a playoff team, MCA, who's a playoff team, Pelham, who made it into the playoffs as well, and then you have your region foes. What did you learn about yourself in your non-region schedule that got you ready for the region of doom, you think? Uh, well, it's like every game, if you go back and look, it was like a one-score game. We we lost to MCA and uh, Berrien, who are both in the second round of playoffs, really good football teams, uh, by one-score games. And then we were also able to win an overtime game. Uh, I believe we beat Pelham and Bacon, who are, are playoff teams as well, by one score. Mm-hmm. And uh, we wasn't playing a great brand of football, but we were learning how to win close games. And uh, I, I literally kept telling them, at some point, at some point, these want, these close games are going to pay off because you just can't really simulate being under pressure with two minutes left in the game until you're actually in it and you go do it. And uh, I can't tell you how many games we've won with our defense on the field, defending Hail Marys and, and having to uh, – stop the offense in a two-minute drill or, or whatever at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, got us ready for it. We did it in region. We had to beat Turner kind of the same way. They, they made a 
big comeback on us in the fourth quarter and was able to find a way to win that the last minute of the game. And uh, Friday night, we uh, had to uh, intercept the ball in the red zone with like 50 seconds left to seal the game. So, um, you know, all that started in non-region. So, and then, uh, so it's kind of, it's got us ready for these games in the playoffs where, you know, as well as I know, it's, it's, it's kind of the longest and shortest game you will play all year <laughs> you know, because every play the game is on the line. So it's kind of, I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, but, it does because uh, everything's amplified. Yes. Yes. So us being in those moments all year, I think has really got us ready for this, for being in the playoffs. Our listeners might not know Lanier County as well as you do, obviously. Coach, give some of your players a shout-out here, and let's bring some light to them. Who are the leaders on your team? Well, we got five seniors. Um, Jalen Calhoun is our starting running back who's currently committed to uh, Northern Illinois, and uh, he just went over 1,000 yards Friday night. Um, Jameer Glenn is our leading tackler and uh, also the defensive player of the year of the region. And uh, Jalen was the offense, co-offense player of the year in the region. And uh, both those guys have done a tremendous job leading. Logan Johnson is another kid who's played uh, wide receiver and safety and done a great job for us and, and done a good job leading. Daniel Cruz is a our punter and kicker. He was special teams player of the year in the region and uh, has been a really a big weapon for us punting. And uh, Hank Hanley is our starting right guard. He's he's our other senior. All those guys have done a tremendous job leading this team this year. Well, my last question for you, Coach, and I'm just so excited for the second round of the playoffs. What are your keys to the game, your keys to victory against Wilcox? So basically she wants your game plan, so uh, so uh, Rob Stoke no, can sit no, there and listen. I just, I just want to know. Because Rob's going to listen to this. It's, it's the ultimate chess match between me and Rob this week, but uh, – no, I mean we we, we got to obviously slow them down on offense somehow, and, and uh, basically, like I told our guys at halftime, I wasn't trying to be prophetic or anything, but we we just got to find a way to be one point better than the team you're playing that week. So, and we're gonna stick with that. You stuck. You stuck with that. Coach. It was ugly. <laughs> you know, we it was like seven combined turnovers between both of us oh, last wow. week, but but. but. Uh, We've, we got it done, and that's all that matters in uh, season three, as John likes to call it. Yeah. So, and uh, that's all that matters at this point in the year. Yeah. I mean, it's a one. It was a one-score game with Bacon County. Uh, Santa Fe was a one-score game. Berrien was a one-score game. MCA was a one-score game. Pelham was a one-score game. Turner was a one-score game. Miller was a one-point game. So now, <laughs> with uh, Matt coming on behind you, if you were to give something of a scouting report or an observation about Telfair, since you played them in game number two this year for you, what are some of your takeaways of Telfair County and what they've been able to do this year? Matt's done a tremendous job this year. He's got uh, arguably – I haven't seen another offensive line that is bigger than what he has. And uh, they're not only big that they can move, uh, so they're really big up front. Um, got some skill guys to go with it. They're young, I believe, just like we are. I don't think he has many seniors. Um, has a very athletic quarterback, and uh, I don't think we slowed them back. We've played solid defense all year, but they're, they're definitely one of the best offenses we've seen all year, and, and uh, they put it on us when we went up to McCray early in the year. 35-20 the final. Well, Kurt, congratulations on everything that you've been able to accomplish this season there at Lanier. 
and uh, fantastic work by everybody down there in Lakeland and Lanier County. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We'll be keeping an eye on what's going on in round two in the playoffs for Lanier County. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. Appreciate it, guys. You can just tell Matt that I went first because I'm better looking, but Oh, okay. I will All say right. that. There we go. <laughs> one coach down, one to go, and that means that we go to McCray and catch up with the head coach of Telfair County. It's time to catch up with Maddie B. Okay, Coach, so you're our second guest on today. Before you, we had Lanier County head coach Kurt Williams on, and he said he went first because he was better looking than you. So, what is your reaction to that? Well, you know, he may have the face, but I got better hair. <laughs> that is true. I definitely, have, I definitely have a significant amount more hair than he does on my head. That is that is that is true. I think we can all say that. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, I've got that working for me. But you know, after that's probably good. We're doing a podcast. You know, I'm, I have a face for radio. I don't know. <laughs> You're stealing my lines now, Matt. <laughs> that's what john says no he told us that right before he hung up and we told him you were coming on so um seriously though you're nine and two which is the most wins in almost 30 years what has this season been like for you oh it's been outstanding well first off you know we uh you know we kind of had a disappointing year we had some, several injuries and then we were playing a bunch of puppies last year but uh you know we have a really it's a small group but we have a a great group of seniors, only six of them, and they really dedicated themselves to be better leaders um, in the off season. And the and the a good group of what we have juniors now really fall fell right in line with those guys. And we had a great off season. Uh, we did the little GACA um, weightlifting competition and finished second to Bowden and that you know who's another outstanding football team um, that kind of set the tone. And you know we had a a great, uh, a great spring and and uh, excellent summer and and led into fall camp. And I said, you know, we're we're a lot older and uh, a lot more mature. And a lot of these guys, especially the juniors, have been playing since their freshman year. We kind of took the lumps, but you know, it's it's been an amazing year. It's been fun. You know, the community and the school have been so supportive, and I know the kids have enjoyed it. You know, that's one thing we referenced all year is, you know, we want to be like the 93 team, which, you know, happens to be the last time we hosted and won a playoff game. And and we have a, a plaque from the 93 team in our weight room, and we look, about, we look at it and we talk about it every day and reference it um, as part of our goals. So uh, that's, what, that's what we're aiming for. And like I said, the kids have just – they've just done an amazing job. They're, they're a fun group to be around. So it, it makes the job uh, a lot easier when – you know, you got a great group of kids. One of the things that uh, Kurt also mentioned was your line play, and at, and on, that's on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive, and he mentioned just the sheer size that you have there. And obviously, if you're winning the battle at the line of scrimmage, you're going to put up the numbers that you have. One of the guys has one of the best – he's on the all-nickname team, Hannah. Hmm. Pancake. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, big Charlie. Uh you know, he's uh, about 6'5", probably 365, 370. Um, he's, a, he's just a big mass of humanity. But I'll tell you what, though, you know, he moves very well for being such a big young man. Um, he bends well, moves well, got good footwork. You know, 
he didn't play basketball last year because of an ankle injury, but as a sophomore, he made all region in basketball. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. Now I'm impressed. So, yeah, he would probably like me to point out, you know, we had a pool party during the summer, and he would like to point out that he is a five-star receiver in the pool. Oh. Okay. You know, so, yeah, we would do a little one-on-ones in the pool, and, I mean, he really does. He, he really has nice, soft hands. That's why he's probably good in the post and basketball. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's he's done an excellent job for us. Um, uh, just looked at it, got the O-line coach to pull from me. He has uh, over 60 pancakes this season. Wow. Uh, so far so um you know he's he's a big part of what we do and and i said you know he, he's a he's a people mover so um <laughs> yeah. we uh we we love him and we love running behind him i know i know our uh our back uh quay powell who's had an outstanding year himself uh he bring if he if he rushes for over 100 yards in the game he brings the lineman uh breakfast on on monday so um nice. he's been uh I guess he's had to come. He's probably had to get a second job to, uh, <laughs> to pay, pay for that. all of uh, <laughs> pay for all of their food or whatever. But uh, it is it's a it's a great group of kids and and the out the O line's done an outstanding job this year. Um, Jacob McMillan, you know, pound for pound, you know, he's he looks really small standing next to Charlie at left tackle, but uh, you know he's a big strong kid as well. Not not uh, huge in stature, but. Um, he gets after, it. and then we uh, West Pope at center, and then Christ and Xanders is a freshman, but he's about six two, two eighty, uh, in there. And then uh, Devin McCray, our right tackle, he's committed to Wake Forest University, and uh, you know he's six uh, four, about two eighty. So and he he's an excellent athlete. You know he can dunk a basketball. Uh, so it's a good line. It's you know they're very strong, they're powerful, they they are very knowledgeable. They they do a good job of. Uh, you know, but I don't want to talk about it too much now because then they, <laughs> we might we might not get the job done over there early. But uh, I am proud of them. I know our our old line coach Tyler Pitts very uh very proud of the job they've done thus far. But you know we got a we got a very tough task on Friday versus a uh, very stout early county defense. We'll keep the pancake tally coming. So you mentioned that '93 team in a plaque. That's when you made it to the quarterfinals. The team made it to the quarterfinals. So now this is the farthest you've gotten since then. And here's your path: first round playoffs. You beat ECI 62-37. Outstanding game, coach. Now you're advancing to play one seed early county. So we we hope that you're already getting a plaque for making it to the second round and putting that on the wall next to the '93 one. What is the scouting report on early county? Well, they're 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 a huge uh, team, both in in size and in numbers. I think they probably dress about 85 kids. Uh, you know, they're a huge uh, huge team, and uh, host does an excellent job with them. They're they're big, they're physical, they move very well. Um, they play a lot of guys on both sides like we do. Um, but I so said they probably the most physical front we have seen all year. Um, their box, they do a great job of. Uh, Run into the ball. Like I said, they're very physical. They're athletic. Um, offensively, you know, they're they're kind of wing tee by nature, but you know, they're not afraid to to throw it around a little bit either. But they got some. I don't know their names, but number one, number two, they uh, number one ran wild on Turner County last week. Um, so we got to do a good job of trying to slow them down a little bit, and it would help. You know, if our offensive line can control the line of scrimmage, that would that would pay huge dividends in trying to slow them down. But uh, they're an excellent football team. I know they spent some time as I think maybe the number one team in the state. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in our classification, and um, you know they're they're a very very good football team, and you know we're definitely going to have to to bring our A game over there to uh, to see if we can keep this thing rocking and rolling. It's your 11th season with Telfair County. What did you say to the players after that first round win against ECI? What was your message to the team? Well, the first one was I get inside and change clothes because it was cold with that. <laughs> The ice water that they had, uh, someone had snuck up on me and got that one. But, um, uh, you know, I just told them how proud I was of them. You know, we talked about, you know, you know, ECI is a very storied program. And, you know, they're not going to lay down for you. And if you want it, you just got to go take it. And um, they came out with the, the energy and the emotion we were looking for. And, and one of our, uh, our mottos since we got here, is uh, BEEP, which stands for best effort every play, just preaching just extreme effort all the time. And I really felt like as a team we went out and gave great effort, and and that was kind of the difference in the game is the kids just uh, they just wanted it more. They really wanted that first playoff victory. They really wanted it at home, and uh, and they went out and took it. So I, I couldn't be prouder, you know, for our kids and of our kids and for our community and school. You know, it was it was a proud moment. You know, the, you could really tell that the fans and the community were so excited as well. So last question for you, and thanks for hanging out with us here on the show. Uh, since Kurt was on before, I asked him, since you guys played in week two, what he saw in your team as a bit of a scouting report. Since he is now playing also in the second round, and they're going to Wilcox County, for someone who has never seen Lanier County play, how would you break down what they do on a game-by-game basis? First off, Kurt's done an excellent job over there uh, with that problem. He's, he's, a, he's a great guy. I uh, always enjoy talking to him. And, you know, we played against each other when we were in the region together. You know, and, and we know we've worked together during the summer. Um, but he's done an amazing job over there, turning that program around, getting their first playoff win in school history. But, you know, they're, they're going to they're be physical. Um, you know, they got a couple great running backs. They got a young quarterback, but he's going to be talented. Um, I thought their offensive line and defensive line was very physical up front. That's one of the ones we always compare them to. Um, you know, and Wilcox has got a great team, but I know Coach Williams is going to have his team prepared, and they're going to go out there and, and get after it. And I think they're going to, you know, give Wilcox everything they want. Well, Matt, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Congratulations on the win against ECI there in McRae, and good luck this weekend as you pack a lunch and a dinner and head to Blakely for a game against the number one seed there in Early County. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. Hey, thank you all so much for having us. So great to catch up with both of those yeah. coaches in single A. And I'm going to jump to the largest classification now. Okay. So Whiplash, right. the, to preview our Football Friday in Georgia game of the week, round two, GHSA playoffs, Mill Creek versus North Ooh. Cobb there in the top right quadrant. Mm-hmm. John, this one is going to be a good one. Yeah, it is. And I know a lot of folks are looking at these two teams and sitting there saying that, you know, man, we wish this one could have been a lot later in the mm-hmm. in the schedule. But once again, you lose in region play. This is what happens. You know, Mill Creek loses to, to Buford on football Fridays. North Cobb wins the region. So we're going to go to North Cobb next week. It's going to be a great game to uh, Mill Creek getting some national nationally ranked recognition as a top 25 team on their own. 
North Cobb having to do it this season. Hannah, you know, without Malachi Singleton, and they've really rebounded well to be a region champ. They have. I'm impressed. And uh, North Cobb beats Denmark 42-10 in round number one there. Mill Creek beats uh, Meadow Creek, one word, 59-15. So that is going to be our game. Uh, recruiting 2022 starts everything off at 7 o'clock on GPB, gpb.org, and the GPB Sports app, 730 and beyond. It's that game and the post-game show because when the game's over, it ain't over. And looking ahead, the mm-hmm. coin flip yes. for the quarterfinals is in. Mm-hmm. Bottom teams will host. Bottom teams will host if they're the same seeds. And so okay. we'll keep an eye on that heading into the next round. Uh, speaking of whiplash, Uh-oh. we have we have our results from those who've made the postseason. <laughs> See, now, Hannah and I... Hannah and I, you know, we're kind of watching everybody else. We're out. Well, Lassiter by losing. Mm-hmm. Lakeside by not having a region yeah, we, schedule. Yeah, we did. We're, we play a non-region schedule. I was, my Trojans were the first team to be out, right? Correct? Out, out? Well. This? Besides you. Besides you, you don't count. You guys had a great season. Yeah. So I lose. Yes, so there you go. So it's official. Yes. And so it's, it's officially official. But here's the rundown of everybody here. Uh, Jake the Snake and Parkview beat North Paulding 34-28. They go to Westlake in round number two in 7A. That one is upper right. Uh, Commander Sandy, Decatur 6-4. They beat Harris County, and now they – wow. I'm going to turn to my – wow. Wow. Yikes. You've got, wow. coffee, you've got coffee in the second yeah, round. That doesn't seem fair. Wow. Well, but once again, you know, it's – you lo- where County beats coffee in the winner-take-all – and that means that coffee travels. And I will say this. If you plan on going to the game on Friday night, you will see a lot of folks. You will see a lot of folks make the trek from Douglas to be a part of that, uh, be a part of that audience in downtown Decatur. That's going to be they'll it. travel. Well. They will travel well. Uh, Ambassador Jeremy still is unbeaten. Mm-hmm. 10-0 Darlington is now 11-0 Darlington. They beat Athens Christian to advance to the second round of the Class A D1 playoffs at home. They get Mount Pisgah, and that is going to be upper left. And then uh, King James had the tallest order of the bunch, 3-7. and seven. It was 3-7. and seven. Sorry, James. Now you know how it feels. Central Macon went into the playoffs as a four seed. That meant that they had to travel down <laughs> to Fitzgerald, and they traveled to Fitzgerald and lost, and they were shut out. But, hey, uh, hey. You know, 41 to nothing. But King James made the playoffs. He did. Oh, I know. I can't laugh. He made the playoffs. Uh, and first-time ever state playoff game winners, North Atlanta, Walnut Grove, Lanier County. We caught up with Coach Williams. And then Cass ended their 40-year playoff drought with a big upset over Jefferson. Awesome. That's another one of the shockers in round one. Cass knocking off Jefferson and downtown Sammy Brown in 5A. But a lot of good stories here as we head toward round number two. There is so many good storylines. We have a flag football update for you as well. Triple header in Sharpsburg, Thursday, November 17th. Trinity Christian versus East Coweta at 545. Trinity versus Northside Columbus, 645. East Coweta versus Northside Columbus, 745. These stream on gbb.org slash sports, gbb sports app, and all of our social media platforms. Flag football has been a huge hit this year. Yeah, it's been fun. All right, John, are we ready to get the, the second round kicked off here? I think officially so. So that's going to be a show. So mm-hmm. for everyone behind the glass, traditionally, we couldn't do the show without them. So let me see if I can get this right. It's Jake the Snake. It's Ambassador Jeremy. It's Commander Sandy. It is King James. For everybody behind the glass, it makes it go all season And for long. everyone who loves to put up their Christmas decorations, before oh, November is over. That. Sorry, this is a false out. I'm going to turn again. I'm going <laughs> to no. turn again this way. All right. 
No. Yes. No, no, no. I was yes. just sneaking that in there. No, I was just no, you can't. No, sneaking, no, you can't sneak that. No. in there. All right. She brought it up. We're taking, we are taking a straw poll to end the show. When do you put your holiday decorations up? Do you wait for Christmas until after Thanksgiving? Apparently, obviously, Hannah does not. I'm an after Thanksgiving for sure. What? Holiday at a time, people. Nope. It's Everybody a holiday else? at a time. Jake, after? Yeah. James, after? Yeah. Jeremy, wow. after? Looks like I'm the only right one here. What? Looks and like the, I'm oh, the only correct one here. You and the only modest one as well. You, you, Pumpkins are out. Pumpkins come down. But that means the turkeys down. are in. You can't skip a holiday. Christmas decorations in my family you are completely You cannot skip up. a holiday. You know, the only thing we won't do is put the lights on the outside because we don't want to make the neighbors You may as well go ahead and mess. do that. Every single Christmas decoration I own is out. Except for the lights, apparently. Pumpkins are in the compost. Gone. As they should be. Christmas time. No! Christmas music is playing. No! We have the balsam candles lit. It's time. No, John. it's not. And <laughs> it's we're going to continue to argue this. All right. For it's everybody time. here at GPB, thanks for hanging out with us for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We're going to continue to argue this point about when do you put your holiday decorations up. If you're Hannah, she may as well just go ahead and put up her St. <laughs> Patrick's Day decorations because They're obviously green. it's time I to would. do that. So for everybody here, thanks for hanging out with us. It's round two, folks. Enjoy. We'll see you next time. Play it safe. No, you cannot. No, no, yes. no, no, no. Yes, 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 no. yes. No. Yes, no, John. you cannot do that. That is a holiday violence. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.